0: No instinct stacking has a corner on on commitment.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Not, in, not on commitment, not on chemistry. You know, it's like some you just have chemistry yeah. with somebody and it's like if you're a sexual type, you emphasize the chemistry more. It, it doesn't necessarily right. mean that you're able to produce more chemistry than you, somebody else. And you might overemphasize the chemistry. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> it's like you might invent it. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Just to keep it going, just to like, you know, I know as an eight as an eight I can make the chemistry happen. You know, I can <laughs> <something>. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the big hormone Enneagram.
2: Hi, I'm John Lukovic, a uh, sexual self-presolid five wing. wing. Four,
3: five, eight, tri-fix. Hi, I'm David Gray, self-prez sexual 9 with one nine
0: seven four trifix. What up, it's Emeka, I'm an 8-wing-7, sexual self-prez with eight five four fixes.
4: Hi, I'm Nancy. I am a self pressed social three wing four with a three six nine trifix. If you like our podcast, guys, make sure you go like and subscribe on the Apple Podcast app. And if you really like us, you should definitely leave us a review.
2: All right, we are taking a break from Michael teachings and getting back into Enneagram. We are doing Love Line Part Two and. As always, you can uh, submit your questions and complaints uh, to the love line, and we will keep doing this throughout the year. Uh, Emeka, do you have the number in front of you, what people can call, leave a voicemail for the love line?
0: It's uh, 323-696-0647. Just a real quick on the Michael Teaching side. So Shepard hit me up. He's got a Zoom workshop coming up soon. For those of you who have been following the Michael Teachings series and want to dive in deeper into that. Um, He's got a Zoom workshop coming up in February, and if you want to get more information, go to his website, shepherdhoodwin.com forward slash events, and you'll be able to find more information there. Okay, yeah. Hi, lads, and Nancy. So, for those who are sexually blind and who do not have access to the lexicon or are not really well versed in it, how should they go about recognizing when others are attracted to them? Thanks, and cheers.
2: I feel like a supervillain just called in with a voice <laughs> scrambler. <Yeah>.
4: Right. <laughs> also, what an adorable accent! I just love it.
2: It was like Warner Herzog, but like more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
4: how um, do
2: sexual blinds know if someone is attracted to them? Yes. Yes.
3: As in, what are some hints that we can give them? Is that or
0: how does it just happen? I think they were, I think, weren't they saying that because, you know, sexual blinds are missing, wasn't the word that they use lexicon for that energy, mm-hmm. for that instinct? So, you know, how do, how do sexual blinds recognize when someone is attracted to them? Okay. Uh, I mean, I had a recent experience with a friend of mine who is sexual blind, who is in a in a romantic situation. And what, what I find with sexual blind, my sexual blind friends, some of them. Is that there is a way that there's a lot of naivete and doubt around the signals of attraction, sort of like being really slow about is this person into me or not? Um. So my friend was uh, in a romantic, not necessarily yeah, someone she met off Tinder, who she'd been talking to for three months, and she had feelings for him, and she was asking me if she should have said something, and I said, like, "How are you? How are you been talking to a guy?" for three months you've been having zoom dates uh, for three hours every <laughs> week and you you're unsure about whether or not he's into you and th- the other person is also sexual blind so there's like this way that there's no real signaling about one's interest and so i think the signals are there it's just that there's really it's really uncomfortable or really vague around the sense of attraction and so, yeah, I think it's just it's a matter of and like advice for any blind spot is is like keying into those signals like you do know like she knew that she was into the guy and, and that like you're already doing it. You're already doing the attraction mating dance thing, but you're just calling it something else like, oh, we're just fr- we might just you might just be friendly or this and that like this person is paying specific attention to you, but you're not recognizing the possibility that that attention is because they're attracted to you yeah
2: i mean what like what Emeka is speaking to that you already know it is that it, it, the knowing is in the body and so like if you think about it with your head you're gonna make up all kinds of stories and shit but yeah your body registers if you're attracted and also registers when somebody is giving you that kind of attraction energy like even if it's over the internet or whatever it's like you kind of feel when someone's pressing into your boundaries a little bit you know even if it's from somebody who's hesitant to do so all three instincts you register them through sensation through the physical body and with our blind spot we're generally just out of touch with or we discount the signals physical signals of that instinct in our bodies and so you know i I, I can be uh, a lot of energy so like as a sexual dominant like sometimes I've had friendships with women that they've taken it that I've you know, I I'm, I'm mean to have like a romantic thing with them and it's not, uh, at the same time when there is like genuine attraction, you're like giving somebody a whole lot of attention and there's like a general curiosity about the person. I think that's different than when you're just having like a social bantery kind of relationship. Like you want to know specific things about them. It's like a very focused quality of attention even somebody with sexual sexual blind is 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 leading with in that interaction. Nancy, you're sexual blind. Mhm. How do you yeah. know?
4: <laughs> yeah, I had the I have had the same issue uh when I first like started dating Brian the first date. We hung out for like 4 hours in a bar talking about everything and we left and he didn't kiss me so I was like he's obviously not into me. And <laughs> And one of my friends was like, no, he spent four hours with you. Obviously, he's into you. Um, but I think the biggest thing for me is when I'm not with them. So, like, it's after the fact where I'm unsure. So, if I'm physically there, I'm like, oh, they're into it. But it's after the fact when I start questioning it. But it is totally in the body. Like, I can, f- I can feel it, if that so, makes sense.
2: So, what you're speaking <laughs> to is, like, getting too much in your head about it will just kind of fuck it up
4: yeah and it's yeah it's always after the fact like you know and when I'm lying in bed alone going oh my god oh my god oh my
0: god even as a sexual type that phenomenon does still you know exist for me and in terms of being in so much presence like that's why I don't like online dating because scrolling on the screen people a lot of people would not be interested in dating me but face to face with the energy there you know it's a whole different story so there's a there's a way that i might feel chemistry with someone like it's a real thing and they leave the situation and it's kind of like the spell is broken and mm-hmm. they you don't know if you know how into you were they if they were really hooked but if it was just like a spur of the moment thing so yeah for me there's always that sense of uh, they might have been into me in that moment but it wasn't like it wasn't really like a real attraction
4: yeah i think i think um Guys run into this issue more often than girls of like being unsure if someone's into them. Mm. Because I feel like with g- girls, like be- any guy is going to be into them because guys are just horny and want to just fuck <laughs> everything with a vagina most of the time. Um, so you know, <laughs> I can't well, speak to that.
2: But. I mean, I'd say like I'd say that's largely true, but I think that there's like I I think men are just as picky. In terms of like wanting something more than just like, a, sure. Yeah. Like, I think men can be pretty indiscriminate sexually, but then in terms of something more. But like what Emma said, as a sexual type, like, I, I also relate to like not knowing if, like, I'm kind of infamous for uh, not realizing that people are into me.
1: <laughs>
2: and in retrospect, maybe like, oh fuck, I think, I think she was into me. Um, and I have like my own, like, forish bullshit issues around that too but it, i think part of it i've always i've often attributed it to being social blind and not being able to read cues for people and uh but yeah it's I, I i do think that the more i get into my own body the more those kind of signals become apparent and generally speaking i think i think most of the time when you're like, is this person into me? They're probably into you, you know? Like, yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep.
4: <laughs> if you're questioning it, it's probably, they're probably into they're you. They're
2: probably into you. And so get less in your head and just be more in your body with it. And like respond to their energy physically as best you can of just sensing yourself. And if you, if it's hard, do some fucking sensation practice, you know, like, like we do sensation practice for inner work reasons. And it's like totally valid to do the same fucking practices because you're going to get laid. <laughs> you know,
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know. I was thinking that uh, an aspect of chemistry that I think it's a big deal that isn't talked about enough, maybe we'll do an episode on this, is the idea of love languages, you know, and and sexual display. Like, Mm -hmm. everyone has Mm -hmm. their own, you know, whatever you think is hot and and what you respond to. And so let's say someone's into you, and the way that they're showing you that they're into you isn't the mode that you recognize or that you value. Good point. you know, I've I've recognized that there were mm. maybe some women that I've encountered that maybe weren't that into me, but, but because their love language, maybe they were physical touch and they were doing a lot of that. And it's like, that's a huge signal for me. And it's like, holy shit, she's like all over me versus someone who isn't physical touch at all. And maybe they're doing compliments and that doesn't register for me. And I may mm-hmm. be doubting that because when someone compliments me and I'm like, what are you trying to sell me here? You know, like it's, it's a different thing. You don't have to say anything to me, but if you touch me the right way, I'm like, where's the nearest room where we can fuck, you know? like. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I think that's an an aspect of it is, is maybe someone is into you, but they're not, uh, they're not conveying, they're interesting you in a way that you might recognize. And I think that's going to be true regardless of your instinct
2: stacking. Just, you know. That's a great point in terms of, getting outside of your filter to see how this person may be displaying themselves. Like we all display. And like, I think sexual types have a more overtly sexual sexual display. Uh Whereas somebody who is maybe low in sexual might demonstrate their intelligence or their sensitivity or, you know, or their sense of humor or something else, you know, it's still a sexual display, but it's a little bit more plausible deniability Yes. Yet yet it's sort of like the energetic feel is always like they're sort of it's like the image that comes to me for some reason is like opening a parachute where it's like they're just taking up a certain amount of space in the air, Mm -hmm. you know, with this thing that they're showing you. And when someone's doing that, it's a sexual motive versus like social is just, you know, it's like exchange and reciprocal with with sexual displays, not as reciprocal. It's like, you know, getting your feathers big and you know they may have feathers that you may not recognize as feathers you know what i'm saying
4: yeah that's true
2: um
3: i'm still confused about what the question is in the first place but (laughs) (laughs) i'm just gonna keep going anyway um (laughs) shocking (laughs) um but i mean to me there's to recognize like in yourself and in the other person you know that This quality of sort of like wanting to hunt into the person.
1: Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Like you wanna that was funny.
3: (laughs) Through the body. Yeah, exactly. And it's like you're feeling it in your body, like you're being drawn into, you know, a forest passageway and you want to know more about it. Right. And you're actually um, you know, just looking at everything that's there and you're and you want to experience more of it and You know, so like if the question is, um, how do I know someone's attracted to me is somebody's giving you that energy of sort of, I mean, like, like what Nancy's talking about long conversation, you know, where you're, that's kind of where two people are sort of hunting into each other.
0: Yeah. One of the things that I really like to do since I was a kid, just sitting at airports or just any public space and just watch people. um, I used to work at a bar doing security. And I, I loved it for that reason, just because you're in a setting where people come out to drink and, and it's too loud to hear people talk. So you're watching a lot of body language and, and you know exactly when mm-hmm. someone's interested or not. And it's just about the body language. Yep. And, you know, I've had, you know, men hit on me without saying you know anything sexual or, but it's because of the energy that they were giving me. Of course, when, yeah. you can tell when one a, a guy is talking to you who's not um, sexually interested in you, it doesn't feel that way. But when when a, another guy is sexually interested in you, that's a very very different energy. Totally. And um, so on some level, I recognize like you know, going to areas where um, there are a lot of gay guys, just recognizing like what a lot of women, probably every woman, goes through in terms of just being feeling the energy of being sexually hunted by gazes by physical you know just even when someone saying hello is the, the un, it can have the undertone of sexuality of being you know pursued in some kind of way so if you are wondering that someone if someone is interested in you they are <laughs> just just go with that assumption because if you that means the energy is there on some level um, even if they're not really displaying in a way that you can recognize or maybe they're not being clear about
2: that energy, it's probably there if uh my book ever gets out of limbo and gets published, one thing I've been thinking about developing is uh, like a love language thing based on the instinctual stackings mm. um, that would
4: be interesting um,
2: yeah yeah like like the in, the in the whatever the love languages book or whatever there's like five basics, but I feel like it's got it's much more nuanced than um not to say everybody the same stacking be the same but yeah there's there's got to be there's something about the way that we give and receive energy through the lens of our instincts that's huge and hugely unexplored and uh you know as i get like clearer on when and if my book out of limbo uh you know we'll go into the instinct stuff and i'll share with everybody the, the listeners or whatever that like uh I break down the instincts, instinctual drives, not just in terms of energies or qualities, but all but like their motivational drives to meet specific needs, biological and emotional needs. And so they're the motivations to pursue those things. We have all the needs, but uh you know, the way we give priority to pursuing some of these needs is different depending on our stacking. And so given that it would it would naturally and develop that there'd be different kinds of love languages and you know how much they would be related to instinct or not it seems like naturally they would be really related but i feel like there's a lot there in terms of just clarifying human dating and mating dynamics there is a thing for sure with that can line up with the
3: stackings specifically mm-hmm. a stylization i mean you can even feel it in uh in the context of even at the friend level, there's a certain kind okay. of connecting that's going on that has an energetic signature, and yeah, I mean, well, we we were talking about one of the other pods where we were doing instincts and dating. Oh, and I did describe my whole um, crazy modality of whatever, just kind of not giving the person anything and just kind of being <laughs> being
4: yeah. an asshole. Yeah. Being
3: an <laughs> asshole. I mean, that's a really SPSX thing, right? Is to just be.
4: No, that's somewhat, just a David thing.
3: No, no, no. SPSX. <laughs> uh,
4: the,
3: it's a, it's a certain kind of smolder, right? Uh, and the person's wondering about the glowing embers that are kind of covered, right? And you're not kind of giving them the fire whereas like with sexual self-pres you get the sense of the fire right like right. it's right out there there's a flame and you're looking bright at it you know what i mean right it's a, it's a different yeah anyway it's interesting
0: the other part of the question why I, I at least i assumed is that they were asking how would they know if they were attracted to someone i think really well i don't know but i think they probably want to know this anyway i'm, oh, I'm going to okay. say i'm going to say it anyway but I think because i mean that's another aspect of this that i i get from my friends who are sexual blind is not only not knowing if the other person is attracted but also not knowing if they are attracted to them and it just i think back to what i said initially is that yeah you're overthinking the fact that you are into this person and you you feel uncomfortable and nervous about it i mean that's really what it feels like to me is you've been spending time with this person you've been Directing this much attention to this person, and you you on some level are attracted to them, and maybe it's you're not sure how much, but you know you're responding to some signal, but on the other hand, there's you know examples of it's like ah, I'm kind of into this person and I'm waiting for feelings to show up seems to be like the thing that sometimes sexual blinds are looking for is like mm-hmm. the emotional aspect to show up before they can give that's a great point you know like mm-hmm. i i'm finally having feelings for but like for me it's like i don't have to have <clears throat> i don't have to have feelings for someone you know if i'm attracted to them that's like for me a much later thing but it seems like sexual blinds have to set the stage for a relationship first mm-hmm. um or emotions or emotional landscape before they can allow themselves to feel the attraction that's already there
2: i have a a friend who is sexual blind with a partner who's not. And uh, they were speaking to me about, you know, like some issues with this partner. And they weren't, they, they told me that they weren't really attracted to their partner, but that they thought that they would be a good long-term partner. And it was like, basically it was like making the decision not from a ba- the body and instincts, but mm. from yeah. the other centers. And like, like, I keep going back to, for any instinct, but especially cause we're talking about sexual blindness and attraction. It's like, that's located in the body. Yeah. And so like you try to making it work cause your mind decides it's going to work or your heart is, you know, feeling a connection, but there's not the spark and energy of attraction. Like that's, that's a recipe for disaster. So you always got to make sure that you're checking in with your actual body and not defaulting to your mind or your heart to make the decision. Part is important part of it, but as Emik is saying, it's like there's a diff- there's like feeling deep love and affinity for somebody that can be romantic or not, and then there is uh, the love and affinity that is met with the sexual instinct, and that's like the recipe for like a, a real vibrant partnership versus one that's like based on oh this person would make sense like that's a very, Off-breath. Sorry. <laughs> Self-press. That's very self pressed yeah it is. yeah right <laughs> i've exactly. totally
4: I've totally done that <laughs> say more I, I don't want to um, <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, no, I don't actually mind. it's just embarrassing, um, <laughs> it's like how embarrassing. many, yeah, how many people I have been with in my life where I'm just like, this makes sense, so we it it should work
2: makes sense in the mind
4: um yeah, I mean, I guess it's just like, this is what it's supposed to be.
2: So it's like having coming into it with a, a, a view of how things ought to have gone or yeah. ought to go.
4: Yeah, or like what I should, it's basically, it's like setting the bar lower. <laughs> it's like, this is, this is like, oh, I'd like for them to do this, but they didn't. And you know what? Like that's, that's unrealistic. So Make, it's not sense. fucking unrealistic, by the way. Just keeps that bar high.
3: Making sense—that to me says a lot, right there. Like yeah, I—that—that right. that doesn't make sense to me. That <laughs> idea <laughs> of using making sense—like that doesn't even enter the picture for me.
4: Yeah. Right. But yeah. the second I would check in with my body, it was very obvious that like it's—it's not—it's not there. Like I would get a lot of anxiety around those people. Um, because I know Mm. I'm supposed to be with them. So like, and one thing that I used to do, uh, and still do because getting into my body is like hard for me. Um, I actually use like what people use when they dissociate. So you feel your feet on the ground, you find one smell that you smell, you find one thing that you hear, you find one thing that you see and find one thing that you touch, and that kind of gets you just like just a quick little instead of having to do like a whole sensing thing, like, OK, mm-hmm. here is my body, because that can be really fucking hard in a social mm-hmm. situation. So just a That's tip.
2: Very good advice. And then on the flip
0: side, you can have a full on body erection and <laughs> yeah. response to somebody. immediately. But, you know, you might be sensing in your heart and your mind that. um you yeah. it's not going to be a functional relationship or whatever else and that's like mm-hmm. the extreme end of things and as a social blind that can be what i end up defaulting to is i want this heat and i'm not thinking about you know if we even get along it's just like my own arousal response to this person's being and uh you know so our relationship is one that you know all the other things work as well but i always start in terms of how is this person making me respond in in terms of how attracted i am to yeah. them and to what degree and how like you know
3: it's it's a whole thing <laughs> yeah and that's i think that's partly being a body type because i can relate to that too i'm mm-hmm. just i'm just it's it it's constant just checking in with my body or it's just i'm one with my body you know i'm that's the whole process is what's happening inside me that's compelling me towards that person.
4: Or what's happening inside of her. hey oh, you're
2: dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think... Uh, so go ahead, David.
4: <laughs> I just
2: said eventually. We get there. <laughs> but, yeah. Anyway. Now, I think as a sexual types, it's really easy to, or at least just strong sexual, it's, it's easy to like be really excited and energized and turned on, but not listen to like, hey, is this really hitting your emotional back walls yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah right. is this what your heart really needs like yeah but it's right well, there's juice here you know? you
0: know the thing that really throws me off is as a body type and I'm, I'm really good at scanning people's like physical responses to me i'm always scanning that and that's and so i could i could tell Many times, this is the most confusing thing to me, tell that this person is physically responding to me and being aroused by the things I'm doing, just me existing, whatever. But the other centers are saying no. But this- In, in them. Yeah, in like maybe in them, I, I don't know. Like maybe emotionally or mentally, they're saying no, but their body is saying yes yeah. in the moment. And maybe they're not even aware that their body is saying yes. And so this thing, this question around, you know, how do I know? if, uh, I'm attracted to someone or if someone is attracted to me, it's happening. Like, you know, that's what baffled me sometimes. It's like, I would see these responses, but then people would like later act like none of that happened (laughs) or it's like downplaying it. or it's like, they completely forgot. Um, and so there's a sense of just, you know, I think some sexual blinds are not even aware that they're having these sort of, physical responses but they're there in a big way i think everyone has those physical responses just that uh, you know as a sexual type they're so loud it's like so fucking loud and (laughs) you're and you're holding
3: on to it too like that's that's the memory that you have yes the sexual blind person completely forgets even though they were having them
2: those same
4: vague uncomfortable uh memory you're just
2: yes yeah Yeah. what was that i've had the experience of like watching a sexual blind friend get like totally fucking turned on and Mm -hmm. excited by somebody and then you're like oh that was that that was fucking great you know like like and they're like well i I don't know i don't know how i feel and i'm like you were just horny as fuck (laughs) yeah seconds ago yeah like, but they're like their mind is trying to like make sense of it or something like that. And yeah, it's like something it's like stupid. you guys, you guys, you know, it's you know one thing about and that I've learned about you know sexual blinds. It's not like people who are sexual blind have less potential for chemistry than somebody who's sexual dominant. It's just a matter of what their attention is being given to. And so, yeah, yeah. if you're sexual blind and you give enough attention to your body's actual responses, like it's not like you're ever gonna. It's not like a deficient sexual chemistry <laughs> experience it's just like right hey, give it fucking attention and i mean i would say the same goes for any instinct like uh I, you know we're all social blind here but we have like really great relationships Step and yeah i
4: was gonna say Step except Nancy. for me yeah yeah, yeah. i Step am point. not yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't put me in except that boat with you
2: sorry social blind moment but yeah <laughs> you know we all have great friendships and relationships and it's like because we we do give it some attention <laughs> you know it's like right like so yeah it's uh yeah just give it a fucking attention mm-hmm. all right um is that are we good or we want next yeah yeah we're, we're good we're good
0: yeah. all right let me get the next one
5: wow that was such a intriguing little before message um <laughs> But anyway, um, I'm a crom from the Facebook group and I have a question about social, or I guess just the instinct stackings and, um, relationships. So David describes the different stackings as almost being in a world of their own, like they're living in a different plane of reality. And that got me thinking, how does that play out in relationships? So I guess the question is, What is it like dating somebody of a different instinct stacking? And what is it like if you guys have ever done it or even had sex with somebody of your same instinct stacking? What is what is that like? Yeah. Anyway, bye.
3: (laughs) I've talked with her before on the phone, so I know who is that. that? I couldn't couldn't understand her name. Her name is Ekrom. She showed up in that weird. Oh, that's her. We were in. That's her. Oh yeah,
2: yeah, she's cool. She's cool. She's cool. She's really cool. She's really cool. Yeah. That's a good um, question. Yeah. So the question mm-hmm. was question. if we have had if, like what it's like dating or having sex with people of different stackings and if we had yeah. sex and, with the same. The same stack. and the same and the
0: same. Yeah. I think we've all had that experience. I would say.
4: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, my current Brian's the same stacking as me. I would imagine.
0: Everybody's self, <laughs> self <press> social. <laughs>
4: yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, who isn't?
0: Uh, um. I mean, most of my dating and sexual life has been with people of different stackings until I met John and I made it a point to find sexual types. And I ended up, <laughs> it. I, I, just, I ended up.
2: I was yeah. so juicy for Emma. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I it was, I, I thought
0: I was the one who pushed you. <laughs> no, no, no. It was see, seeing two sexual forests together. I was like, I didn't know that was possible. <laughs> um, okay. So I wasn't a thing with a sexual self president one. And it was intoxicating. It was, I'll tell you the upside. The upside was, I mean, as a sexual type, it was a, a great education in what sexual types are like to encounter someone who was also a sexual type. And I think the upside or the plus side of of that was just the feeling of being met energetically. Not to say that I've been with people who aren't paying attention to me as much as I wanted, but there's, there's a way that... um sexual types are overemphasizing this feeling of penetrating into you and it's just a different kind of attention i didn't know that that kind of energy was like food for me from a from a perspective of my instincts it, it felt like i was being fed like i <laughs> don't like the first oh, time for the first time <laughs> and but it's it's and it's not to downplay any of my other relationships that I've had with other instinct stackings, but it's that is it was just an energetic quality of being fed. And so I guess it's like it's like ramping. We're both ramping up on this energy. We're both feeding off of this energy. So it's like an it's just a loop of, um, you know, two sexual types together. It, it's like who's going to disengage because you're just going in and in and in and in. Um, so it was just mm-hmm. really intoxicating. It was really, really fucking intoxicating. and the, the the downside of um being with the sexual self-press type is that there's no air. It's just mm-hmm. it's just, you know, you's just you're paying attention to the other person and your own shit, but there's really no air for, you know, I think social types, having an eye for interactions with other people or issues that have to do with you know stuff that's outside your own shit or the other person um i didn't realize how suffocating it could be um when it's just two social blinds in a thing together especially two sexual self-press types um so that that was one aspect of it Uh, i would say if it's working out really it's it's amazing but when there are problems just there are issues around um communication and oversensitivity around you know yeah how into me is my partner um it's just it can it can be amazing and it could just be not so great and so i think it just reinforces the blind spots you know having two people that are social blind or sexual types in a thing together um i'm not opposed to it but i'm also not like seeking it out because i i see that it's not it's not a solution it's not like an end all be all it's just uh, it, it creates its own challenges put it that way well
3: so, <laughs> um, well, I mean, I've, I'm a slut, so I've been with, I think every <laughs> stacking a few people of each. Um, so, um, I could my answer would be pretty long and meandering. Let's see. Um, well, one thing though, generally, is I've got a nose though for people that are my stacking SPSX, and there's just a well, it's kind of like what Amica described getting together with someone of his stacking. It's it's just there's a an immediate um sense of familiarity to it. Mm-hmm. Um and it just um it's a certain kind of instant, you know, chemistry that just feels like you've maybe known the person for a long time almost, and then and it can slip into that sort of decadent sensuality of sort of spsx world so that's one thing is just kind of having a radar for it um and even on like dating apps and stuff i know how to spot people that are my stacking just like in an instant so that's kind of interesting uh but let's see dated a couple of sx sps and that always feels like um it's kind of like what i was describing earlier it's it's like they're wanting too much from me too fast right and it's too much checking on the sexual connection right and it feels like um and and then that makes me even more sps sexy right where i'm (laughs) wanting to withdraw more because it's like you're wanting too much from
0: me and and it's like having to always keep the the sexual charge up yeah like you Mm -hmm. always have to sort of reignite that charge and yeah that's what sexual types are doing (laughs) all the time
3: right whereas with spsx it's like we've got this and it and it's got the steadiness kind of of sp right Mm -hmm. it's like um and and it's and there's more of a a confidence let's say in the sexual part because it's middle right mm-hmm. it's 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 just easy and, and it's our play zone but it, it's 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 wanting to keep the with ss sxsp it's wanting to keep it up but it's also like checking 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 <laughs> right it's yeah. like yeah. stop checking
0: stop checking. <laughs> let's, let's stop okay <laughs> <You're> like, let's, <laughs> like checking for me is just like am I pissing you off enough and are you reacting enough where I just know that you're, you're at least like, there's some sexual tension. I have to keep the sexual tension going. At least my style is just being a pain in the ass. So that can get out of hand really quick.
2: Mine's mine's that with a lot of image type. Like, do you like this? You like this? Yeah. (laughs) Part of my body. You like this part of my body. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah.
3: Social sexual. I've had some good, connections with them. Um, that's usually good sexual compatibility. I think there is something with the two sexual middles. Um, but then the relationship part, it's, uh, you know, usually um pretty significant problem.
1: <laughs> because
3: like they're 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 talking about friends and family and wanting to invite me to things and you know, have a wider sort of vision of what the relationship is, and I'm just wanting to be in a cave together, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. You're like yeah. I
4: don't exist outside of this cave, please.
3: Yeah, and we don't <laughs> exist outside of this. Cave. <laughs> like this thing we do is just, just you know, here. It's just here. It's just here under torchlight, you know, at night, <laughs> and that kind of thing, right? Um, SPSO. Let's see. Those are just like, you know, real self-prezy kind of hookup relationships where it's just like, all right, let's do bodies now. You know yep. what I mean? it's kind of (laughs) it's not um
4: that's all i am to you david
3: yes yes that's that's the whole reason i'm on this podcast it's just
4: to to do bodies with me
3: yeah that's it
4: john and emica are just watching
3: yeah they're sexual ornaments for us yes (laughs) we're doing our own body stuff don't worry (laughs) yeah Uh, yeah uh yeah so there's it's it's odd because there's uh with spso there's well yeah you're just like where's the signals no signals okay let's just do bodies let's go (laughs) kind of like that you know what i mean yeah Yeah. anyway there's my summary (laughs) i don't know sosp i don't i don't know if i've ever boinked an sosp (laughs) (laughs) yeah i've had my fair share go ahead
0: john
2: well yeah i've you know i've been long-term relationship somebody that's my own stacking and, then you know, like, uh, data, some other stackings. And there's something to be said about, you know, the, the quality of of somebody with your dominant instinct and like, like a certain kind of spark. And there's also something to be said about somebody meeting you where your blind spot is kind of like kind of teaching each other or experiencing the thing that you've been missing. And so, you know, ultimately like, you know, there's different qualities to the, dating the stackings different stackings but i i found mostly that it's it's so individual yeah. it's like everybody needs something different and everybody uh, everybody needs something different everybody's attracted to something different everybody expresses something different and so like the main thing is that we all kind of want to find a fix for like oh what's going to be you know what kind of combination type or whatever do i need to like date so that i feel secure like <laughs> it's really like you got to always do the work, you know, it's like, you always got to do the work. And so like, you know, uh, the beginning of, of a good relationship, there's always like a peak. And then a lot of the rest of the relationship becomes trying to chase that peak again. Mm -hmm. When Mm -hmm. it's like the peak stops being a peak and it becomes like a, it like turns into a whole different dimension. You know, it's like the whole, like a, like a, you, you enter a whole new realm where the sense of, what becomes the next peak is a whole other it's like in a direction you didn't imagine before yeah. and it can only it you know grows and develops in that way if you can keep doing work with it and keep showing up and keep giving a fuck about your partner and um communicating all that kind of shit but most people just give the fuck up and so like without saying too much like I've been in a relationship transition stuff and I've been finding that instinct is great but the thing you can't replace is uh somebody that's really showing up Mm -hmm. no matter what their stacking is for a good relationship Mm
1: -hmm.
2: totally
0: i I, want to reiterate that um the experience because i there was a point where i was thinking oh my god if i get with another sexual type this is going to solve all of my dating issues because you know maybe i've been missing out on this thing and so i did spend two years Just dating sexual types, and it was amazing because it just sort of ruined and destroyed whatever fantasies and idealizations I had (laughs) of sexual. Because (laughs) you know, I just saw it for what it is. It's it's just like any other instinct, but it doesn't mean that you know. One, it doesn't mean that you're more likely to have chemistry with that person.
2: Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, exactly.
0: You know, like that. It does not mean that you are more likely to have chemistry. It's a completely independent thing, and it has to do with whatever combination of you know ways that you combine that no one can quantify. So you two people get together and magic happens. That has nothing to do with your instincts. And totally. then you know, and then of course, the way even sexual types display is so different. You know, I had such a wide variety of different experiences with different sexual types, but you know, it's the the aim is the same, but how it is expressed is completely different depending on the person, depending on the type. Um, even variations within those types, it just made me realize like, yeah, it's, it's different, but it, it's not what you think it is. You know, it, Like if the person is into you and they're committed to being with you, then that's more important than what anything else. And I've been with sexual types that were so insox- intoxicating and I it really enjoyed being with, but there were huge problems. Maybe they had mental health issues. Maybe they had problems with me or I had problems with them. Um, there was nothing you could do to overcome the fact that it just wasn't working. Or I've been with, you know, sexual blinds that they, you know, it, it, but it just worked somehow. They were really into me and they were willing to do whatever it took to see me and, and vice versa. And it just fucking worked. But, you know, I recognize that being with someone else whose sexual type is intoxicating in a certain way, but it's like, it's not going to, it's not going to make the relationship work. That's not
2: enough. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, the reality is just most people are pieces of shit and no one wants to do any work. And so, yep. you know, you take...
4: Especially in a relationship.
2: Yeah, yeah. You got to, like, somebody that doesn't take shit for granted and is curious. And, like, that's, mm-hmm. like, and, you know, is, like, not just uh, not just loving or relating or fucking from their wounded child, but, like, because they're mm-hmm. a, a grown-ass adult that wants to, <laughs> like, you know, have a real human human experience.
0: So, it, like, in terms of, like, chemistry when someone is really into you it, it it can't feel the same like sexual blinds that are really interested in me it maybe they're not necessarily penetrating me in the same way as a sexual type would but it still feels great and yeah you know and so yeah. you you can't there's no instinct stacking has a corner on
2: on commitment <laughs> yeah. not, on, not on commitment not on chemistry you know it's like some you just have chemistry yeah. with somebody and it's like if you're a sexual type you emphasize the chemistry more it, it doesn't necessarily like, mean that you're able to produce more chemistry than you, somebody else and you might overemphasize the chemistry. Yes. absolutely
0: I, I, like i wanted to say that it's like you might invent it <laughs> yeah <laughs> just to keep it going just to like you know i know as an a as an a that there's a i can i can make the chemistry happen you know, I can, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like I can, I can make, I can put it in you <laughs> when you don't even, we're not even sure you're there. I can sweep you into that experience where you're gonna be like, "What the fuck happened?" That's hilarious. <laughs> so, sexual types can make the chemistry happen. I mean, they might take a small spark and turn it into a fucking bonfire. And so it's, you know, some. I think sometimes with um, sexual blinds,
2: if a sexual blind is really into me, it's for real. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, as a sexual type, it's like, uh, you know, when you experience the chemistry, you're really prone to make more meaning out of it than maybe yes. there. Oh yeah. And so, you know, it's it's same. Everything's everything's about being conscious of all three instincts and excuse me, the heart and the and the mind. You know, you got to be all in. Otherwise, you're just led by your fucking program. She was asking.
3: Am I remembering part of the question? about just sort of being almost in different worlds because of being in different stackings, did we?
0: Yeah, she was.
1: I think there's
2: something to penetrate worlds, you know? Mm. Sometimes you might like to be in your own world or meet your own world, and sometimes you like to penetrate different worlds and experience different worlds.
0: Yeah, I was with the Social Self Press 3 for over a little bit over a year, off and on at least, and it was cool. You know, the aspect of... Um, it was just different. Like she was in a different world. Her, her attention was really focused on the contextual stuff and how group dynamics and she was always talking about like the way different people were interacting in in like these performance circles and um we were always going to things. and so she was very much out there. I met a lot of people because of her. Um, and so it, it like i've I've had friendships with and you know dating stuff with social types and it's cool to not to know that this person that you're with is immediately automatically just by virtue of being who they are are going to just put you out into the world and you know meeting other people and um without you doing anything and it can be a little bit annoying to some degree because sometimes you just you know want them all to yourself but uh it is a different world but it is Nice to to have someone who's got a foot in a world that you wouldn't, you know, have a necessarily go into yourself.
4: Yeah, one of my sugar daddies was a self-prez sexual. I don't know what his type was, but he was definitely self-prez sexual. Um, he might have been an eight. I don't know. He was intense. Um, But the one thing that I really appreciated about him was it it like helped me come into my come into my own, I guess, because it was like I don't know. He gave me more confidence in like what I liked and what I didn't like, like not just Mm. sexually, but like in a relationship way, because it was just, it was so compartmentalized with him. And like, he definitely gave me like more of a flavor to me.
3: Hmm. Are you thinking that's partly the sexual in his stacking that was like more articulate?
4: Specific.
3: Yeah, articulating what mm-hmm. you particularly like and are attracted to and so forth. or
4: Yeah, and it was nice being in a, in a world that wasn't like socially driven in any way. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, there just wasn't any be, fluff.
3: Yeah, I think that can be liberating. I think our group of people, because of the significant social last aspect, <laughs> that's one comment we get sometimes from people. Oh, yeah is Mm -hmm. that you you guys, it's a whole other space to be in because there's not sort of the the fluff piece of social, and I don't mean that as an insult to social, but just that sense of yourself as having a distinct sort of category and and set of um, interrelational things that all have a certain um, import to them as opposed
0: to just being who you are right here, right now. Kind or of. just like judgment, you know, like yeah, any sort of like judgment for whatever it is you're feeling, you're thinking or wanting to do. Right. You know, I think there's a sense that with the stuff that we've been doing that anything goes like, like no one, <laughs> yeah. no one's really going to judge you for what you want to say or do as long yeah. as you're not like, you know, crossing any real lines, trying to hurt people or, you know, we don't care. You know. Right.
4: Yeah, and and uh, he was definitely the the easiest to be a sugar baby for because he didn't give a fuck. Yep. <laughs> he was like, I don't care if I'm going to, you know, like where I'm going to pay you. I don't like, you know, people get really weird. Like, I'm not going to pay you outside. Like, and
0: like, <laughs>
4: like, <laughs> he was like, I don't give a fuck. Here's yeah. $700. Bye. Right. Man. <laughs> yeah, I'm expensive.
0: <laughs> Sexual social... On paper, it seemed like a good idea, but <laughs> <laughs> I, for some reason, social in second place, uh, because it's a play zone, it, it just seemed really annoying, more so than social types. Um, so, and, like, mm-hmm. I, I thought I would, like, sexual social would be perfect for me. Um, but I just let go of all those ideas, because there's, for a while, I was just looking at all the stackings, and I was like, oh, this, you know, maybe this stacking works best with sexual self or maybe self you and it's just it's just the person, you know, like it, it's just, I think you can make it work. There might be one stacking you don't work with ever, but for the most part, I think you meet the right person and if they're into you there, it, it, it's, it's going to work. You're, you'll figure out how to make it work. I think. Yeah.
4: Yeah. There's no scientific way to approach no. chemistry. <laughs> Ironically enough, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I made a joke. That was funny.
2: All right last question all right hold on let me cue <laughs> it up
0: uh uh-huh. big home enneagram uh it's uh hello yes okay so i am looking to uh get a green card eh? I'm looking for my papers to come to america and i uh i need someone to uh, uh, i'm looking for someone that will you know i can marry that will allow me to come into the country so what is the type of person that you think would be agreeable to this kind of thing for me? I need this kind of arrangement, you know. What type would I need to be with? Eh? I think me and Nancy would be a good match. Will she uh, be betrothed to me? And she just feels like the embodiment of uh, the divine feminine. Will she be my bride? Please, Nancy, I'm begging you. I'm a warning. Thank you. So oh, anyway, that that was the question, but I think he decided that... Uh,
4: that I'm his perfect match?
0: That Nancy was the one, so... Oh. But in terms of the first, the, the question is, like, who would be most suitable for an arrangement, an arranged marriage, to, to gain a green card? I think that sounds have some, like a perfect job for Nancy. Really?
4: I oh, that, that, <laughs> for me to stay in America yes. <laughs> and for, uh, keep someone in America with me. That's a great idea. Yeah.
0: No. Well, I mean, I guess if they paid you enough, I think,
4: well, yeah, if they paid me enough,
0: it, it would be, uh... but in terms of like types who do actually do this kind of thing, you know, cause I, this happens quite often. Just <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> It's just, and, uh. It tends to be types that, like, I would say more of the positive types, like nines and sevens, end up in these sort of, like, middle-aged women who, you know, have uh, playboys from Africa somewhere, saying all the, like, oh, you're my my queen, and, you know, and- <laughs>
4: Down on one knee. Right.
0: <laughs> and they get married, and as soon as they get married, and he gets citizenship,
2: he's Gone. <laughs> I mean, I've I have several friends who uh like either with like who got married just for a green card. Like uh I have um the <laughs> one's Russian one's Belarusian which is like somewhere Russian you know so <laughs> <laughs> but you know they like they like either had an American friend or you know basically like paid somebody and just like got their green card that way. That's yeah it's pretty common. But uh I think that you'd have to be like a, a pretty steady type you know to like pull that shit off with somebody the the the, the belarusian is eight. Oh okay and uh the, the the russian is, is six do you know um, what
4: types they're with
2: i don't know they're not actually you know with these people that, right. that they did the thing with so i don't really know um but it was like a very like a loose friendship and they like i think they the the foreigners like gave some money paid for the time and stuff like that and pretty easy going thing i think actually
0: this happens way more often than people think.
2: Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. You
0: know?
4: Because America sucks. But yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, just on multiple sides of it, in terms of men going overseas for brides, and, you know, like, you go to other countries where people would fucking do anything to get American citizenship. You know, so guys who... Aren't getting female attention in the u.s might go to asia or might go to africa and import a wife yeah and it tends to be like maybe older women who go to other countries to find someone desperate for a green card who's willing to tell yeah. them everything whatever they want to hear to to you know across the board it seems like uh it's not necessarily a type thing but just an everyone thing once they get to a certain point and they they want to make something happen and they're desperate
4: yeah, I I could see that being like a midlife crisis kind of seven or maybe even a three thing. I don't know, but a three, yeah. I feel like I feel like they'd have to be very unself-aware <laughs> <laughs> because threes, you know, are always looking. I feel like are always looking for the greater meaning. So if they knew that that's what was going on, I don't know if they'd really go for it.
0: Well, I've, I've seen those shows where, of dudes doing this kind of thing. And what I end up seeing is how much fantasy is playing into this whole thing. And a lot of nines, you know, end up doing mm. this kind of thing um, where just, you know, just believing that that someone across the planet, you know, another continent who's saying these nice things to you actually means, means it. It's like super, <laughs> it's super naive to think that you in bumfuck middle of nowhere, Missouri or some shit is going to get right. this hot girl in Asia you know like that and she's saying all these nice things and not to see what's actually happening underneath and so there's no cynicism behind it it's really innocent sort of you know (laughs) naive approach to it and so i think a lot of i've seen a lot of nines who who uh, fall for this kind of thing like you know this the the fucking email scammers like how why does that continue to work (laughs) yeah but it it does
4: (laughs) like catfishing
0: Yeah. yeah i've
4: always thought that was ridiculous that people could even get catfished. And you see these shows of these men like driving halfway across the country to meet these women. And it's like, you know that she's not a a Victoria's Secret model. Come on. Uh You live in your mom's basement. Like, no.
0: Any more stuff
2: with that one?
4: Mm, Well, Uh, if he uh, if he really wants to marry me, he's going to have to fight Brian for me. So,
2: yeah. And I think if he wants to figure out if he's going to marry one of us, uh, he needs to come on and do our astrology charts. (laughs) <laughs> yeah,
4: that's yeah yeah, yeah. he's got he's got to earn his keep
2: and do some stand-up comedy
0: as well yeah yeah
4: yeah he's got to be a funny guy you know <laughs> really easy to talk to
2: very energetic
4: uh-huh yeah,
2: yeah he's got to be like my new best friend you know
4: <laughs> <laughs> or really mine that i could steal from you <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah,
0: you know, just a small list of
3: requirements before. You <laughs> and his and, his and his name might need to remind me about a drug overdose.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, let me let me load up the next one.
5: Hi, my question for you guys is: Could you guys do a not a five, Rich? This is kind of based on the not a four theme that you have, and I guess it comes from sort of how you said that. Nines can tend to miss type as five and four, which maybe seems to me this commonality of not wanting to engage with the world or a certain kind of withdrawn stance. So I've learned a lot from your not a four, and could you do that for five in a not a five theme? Thank you.
2: Hell yeah, baby. Hell yes. yes. We're doing not a five, we're going hard next time. There is not as much bullshit as it's not the bullshit around uh, misidentifying as five is not as loud as misidentifying as four, but there's some really fucking important distinctions about uh, unpacking what intelligence is, and unpacking like what it means to be smart and wanting uh, to be alone. Yeah. yeah, those kinds of things. Yeah, a lot of stuff.
0: Yeah, it's it's pretty common. It's not nearly as common as mistyping as four or just like as obnoxious. Um, people tend to have not so terrible reasons for mistyping it as five, but um, it, it, there are some pretty sharp distinctions to be made that I think, and also I think most people haven't experienced what a real five is, and I think, yeah. Mm-hmm. If you were to experience a real five, you would quickly realize if you were considering that type as your own, that that is not your type. Um, you would run screaming with your hair on fire. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you I would think wonder a, how
4: you ever mistyped as that type.
0: Yeah. I think there's a way that people I, I idealize for for you know multiple reasons, but I don't think that idealization works as well for five because. Um, five is violently not here, and and it is so. I think it's just harder to imagine yourself into that type than it is for four because the sensitivity is not there. Um, it, it's just harsher in a very cold and detached way. Not to say that you know fives are robots and and you know fucking serial killers or anything like that, but the um, emotional, the emotional landscape of five. Is so violently uh, separate. Mm-hmm. I think if people were un- to
2: understand that they would not be mistyping. So it'll be fun. Yes, yeah. yeah, so next time, motherfuckers.
4: <laughs>
2: That's what we're doing. Alright. Alright, that was good. Yeah. That was good. Yeah.
4: I think that was our most like on time one we've ever done. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's the most important thing, <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> Alright guys. Alright guys.
1: And it's all coming back to me. It's time I should have taken responsibility for the choices I've been making.